Welcome to the Constructing Greatness Podcast, where I will be sharing real stories with inspiring tradesmen and many other driven and passionate leaders in construction and various other industries. I'm your host, Nicholas Ofak, and I've been in the construction business since 1996 as a construction manager and have worked for some of the largest builders in the United States. I'm now a business owner entrepreneur, and partner in a firm where we've successfully managed to be listed on the Inc. 5000, America's fastest growing private companies three years in a row. The main purpose of this podcast is to inspire and create awareness about the value of working in the trades and to educate about the great benefits and rewarding opportunities it can create. Are you ready to take this fun journey with me? Let's do it. Did you know that you should never use paints or coatings on brick, block, stone, or mortar? It's because it needs to breathe. Instead, you can stain it to any color that you'd like, and yes, even the mortar too. Staining is 100% maintenance-free and permanent, unlike coatings. So why don't more people know about it? We wondered the same thing. M&N Masonry Staining is a South Jersey contractor that has partnered with the oldest brick staining manufacturer in the United States and is certified to use their proprietary products and over 45 years of staining knowledge. M&N is scheduling residential and commercial building estimates now. For more information, call Nick at 856-217-1750 or follow M&N Masonry Staining on any social media platform. I'm extremely excited about today's guest. He is a complete construction professional and gentleman who I've gotten to know pretty well in the last six months. He is the president of McDonald Building Company. Paul, welcome to the show. Thank you, Nick. Appreciate the, uh, the opportunity and happy to be here. It's a kind introduction. I'm not sure it was accurate, but we'll just say kind. <laughs> of course it is. <laughs> now, we were going we to try to schedule this earlier, but you actually had surgery recently on your knee. How, how are you doing? I, I did. I did. I had a partial knee replacement by Dr. Bartolozzi, who I can't promote enough. He's just the best. I was about uh, almost six weeks ago and uh, just going phenomenally well. So thanks for asking. Appreciate it. Out and about and... Uh, Pretty much released to to do to do whatever I need to do. As long as you can swing that golf club, you're you're good, right? Yeah, I've heard of those golf clubs. I'm gonna try one of them this year. <laughs> <laughs> so you had a history of, of uh soccer. Is that is that what was the the reason for the surgery? Yes, correct. Yep. Yep. Played soccer um, you know, all my life growing up. Uh, I've come from a huge family. My brothers played, three of them professionally. Mm-hmm. And um, I played in college and then played club ball all the way up into some competitive over 30 when I was in my 50s. So had a nice long career. It was a great excuse to, you know, get out and, and run a bunch and uh, yeah. you know, control my weight. And it was, was just a really way for me to, to maintain my health. Yeah. No, so, but it beat my left leg up a little bit. But your right one's okay? Right one's fine. Good. <laughs> Glad to hear you doing well. So I wanted yeah, just to go back to, you know, construction has been in your family since you were little. And I, I wanted to go back how you got introduced into construction and just, just kind of walk us through that. Yeah, happy to. It's, um, you know, my, my dad, who was a, a Drexel electrical engineer, you know, kind of put himself through school while he um, proceeded to have 
you know, 12 kids. I've, I have 11 brothers and sisters. So my mom and dad were busy and um, I'm on the younger end of that. So my dad initially started out on the electrical end, as you can imagine, and worked for a couple of the big EC houses in the city. And then uh, ultimately got some opportunity to go work for first a, a um, you know, home builder, if you will, or, or builder developer, I should say, not home builder. And, uh, and then um, joined forces with, you know, LF Triscoll, big, big uh, piece of the largest Philadelphia-based firm and had a nice, nice career there. And some of my brothers had spent some time there as well. So, so coming up, you know, out of really, I was in high school, even had an interest in the industry, definitely had an interest really more on the architectural side. Mm-hmm. Uh, spent a lot of time, you know, during high school, taking drafting and, and architectural classes. And then, uh, as I was, you know, progressing towards college, had to try and make, make a choice and, um, I ended up spending a little time with my dad, actually, you know, one day out in the field, another day with a good friend of his who is an architect and also was an a, a, um, architectural professor at, at Temple. So I got to spend a little time with him in his studio and then, and then in his office at Temple. So it had a nice little, you know, mix of experience before uh, ultimately selecting the engineering field. Mm-hmm. And you have the same degree as I. We are Temple alums. I love it. Now, mm-hmm. your father, he, he was part of the original, he was one of the original partners for Elf Trisco, correct? No, 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 no. He definitely was not one of the original partners there. So no, he was, he was uh, you know, brought on as a project manager. Okay. He was on many projects when he was working at some of the larger electrical companies in the city. And so had some very strong relationships with okay. some of the leaders. But he was not not a partner. He was really just, a, you know, not just that he was a PM and a senior PM. Okay. Yeah. When I when I started in '96, I just remember hearing the McDonald names, and I just assumed that uh, he was involved with the original partners. You know, either your father, or grandfather, or somebody. Yeah. Yeah. So your 12 year anniversary just came came up. You started McDonald Building Company in 2010. Congratulations on that. Thank you. Yeah, it is a, a huge accomplishment. We don't think we're done as of yet. We think we got a long way to go, but, uh, you know, uh, surviving, you know, even five years in, in the construction industry is a, is a major feat. So uh, I always used to repeat to, you know, people in the office at the time, you know, back then that I was hesitant about, you know, major press and, and advertising because I just felt like making it five years was, was a significant step. Mm-hmm. And once we hit that point, moved on. So certainly making it to 12 is, is something that we're all very proud of, not just me. Yeah, no, that's absolutely a, a great accomplishment. And uh, the way you're building your, your company, I see many more years ahead. Now your brother, Tom, he joined you. When, when did he join you exactly? Uh, he joined four years ago. Okay. You know, I, he's spent the you know, long part of his career, the longest part of his career at LF Triscoll as well. Uh, mm-hmm. I will tell you prior to that, though, we, we um, and, and just out of college, I took a, pro- a job with a real estate developer who was based here in, in Philadelphia. Mm-hmm. And for a short while, Tom was finishing his, his professional soccer career and actually took a job with the same developer. And so um, we, um, at that time, long, you know, I'm going to say many, many years ago, mm-hmm. well over 30 you know, we, we sort of concocted this little plan that we'd, we'd be working together one day. And uh, my ambition was always to own my own business. And mm-hmm. uh, 
you know, we just knew given the opportunity, we would be able to do that. So it took a little while. He, he was um, assigned some really great projects in the city and wanted to make sure that immediately before he saw them through. And, and then ultimately he, he joined us uh, four years ago. Yeah. Great. And that company you were referring to previously, was that, that was J.J. DeLuca, correct? That was the company that I had worked for. Tom, Tommy spent 30 years at, at L.F. Driscoll and I spent 22 at J.J. DeLuca, correct? Okay. Got you. And you were senior VP, I believe, there, right? For J.J. DeLuca? I was. Yeah, it was a great company and, and enjoyed it very much. It was, it was um, you know, 22 years there. I was uh, initially, you know, started out as project engineer, you know, assistant project manager and worked worked my, my way up through the business. So it was, it was very fun. Good stuff. And then just to backtrack on your career, you, you have over 35 years of experience. You have over 4 million square feet of projects built and over 100 successful projects delivered. Is there one project out of all that that's, that sticks out more than, than others? Great question. It's, uh, it's a tough one because there's, you know, there's been a lot in different fields. Yeah. I've always had, because of the start on the, you know, my career in the, uh, on the real estate development side, which is a company that was dedicated to historic preservation. And so, you know, I think back on, you know, some really neat projects and the restoration of the waterworks was, was one that we took a little, you know, a lot of pride in. And it obviously a very iconic building in the city. The restoration of the Masonic Temple at 1 North Broad Street is, an, is another one that, you know, required us to invest a lot of time and energy into making sure that the, the restoration wouldn't, you know, deteriorate the building. Yeah or its condition, but, but help it and, and make sure that those buildings stood, you know, for another 100, 150 years. Gotcha, because I, I have mine, and it's a Temple University project. It was a Pearson McGonagall Hall addition expansion overbuild. It was just so challenging, mm-hmm. and obviously I worked out there when I, when I played baseball there, and, and just the memories and just, you know, transforming that building. That's, that's yeah. the one that sticks out for me. Nice. So you recently celebrated the 3.0 University place topping off. Topping off, if people don't know, that's the last structural member that gets erected. And that is a project that you have a um, Dale Corporation Partnership JV with, correct? Mm -hmm. Correct. Yeah, we we call it a strategic alliance. I mean, that's, that's, uh, you know, uh, intentionally. It's, uh, you know, I've known Eric and we've been, sort of friendly competitors and certainly his, his carpentry drywall side of the business has done a lot of work with us. So we, we partnered on a lot of projects in, in the past. Eric's relationship with, with the owner, Scott Mazo was, was very strong. I had also, uh, you know, sat on the board with, with Scott over the years and Eric. And so we got to know each other. And so this sort of uh, strategic alliance was, was formed because we knew that we could combine forces, join forces and each company, and sort of leadership could bring complementing, complementary yeah. talents to the project. And so, yeah, the topping off is always exciting. It was a, it was a very, very nice um, event. Eric's another, uh, another gentleman in the, uh, in the industry. Yeah. I, I got the yeah. pleasure to meet him at, at a cigar event. And that project is over 250,000 square feet, approximately $90 million project. And it has a lead platinum. I've never done anything more than elite silver. What, what qualifies elite platinum? I'm just curious. 
Well, lead platinum, it's also well platinum, which has which is a measurement of the, the quality of the building for the residents and uh, the tenants and the occupants of the building once we, we finish. And it's, it is the first, right, they were promoting at the topping off ceremony, first in the country, certainly the first in the Philadelphia area to have that boat, the designation. And so the lead platinum designation is an evaluation of really every component in the project to make sure that you know we're doing the right thing when it comes to uh, not just energy efficiency, but everything from material selection of the view glass system, which is a, an automatic tinting um, curtain wall system mm-hmm. that will adjust as uh, you know, depending on time of day and, and angle of the sun. And then, you know, obviously there's energy efficiency benefits to that, but there's also benefits to the, the occupants of the building. And, uh, you know, every other material selection in the project from the chill beam system and the energy efficiency of, of the mechanical system to the electrical systems all the way down to, you know, the concrete that we select. Yeah. No, got it. I just haven't seen a, a platinum before. And I, I, that's very interesting. So you have a project at 400 West Elm Street. Which is, yes. which is a monster project, uh, 443,000 square feet, uh, over 100 million anticipated completion uh, next year. Uh, yes. How's that project going for you guys? Oh, very well. We um, came out of the shoot strong. Unfortunately, the weather was this winter did not really hinder us. We, you know, we were in the foundation phase, so we had to get a little bit of frost. It was pretty mild winter, and everything that we were doing, we were exposing that day, so we weren't really affected too much by really poor weather. We didn't have any major snowstorms that would have set the job back, a, you know, a half a week or, or a week. We were able to uh, work with the client Equus and early release some of the key trades to make sure that once we did actually break ground in the field, we were able to, you know, procure the materials, have them uh, fabricated, coordinated. And now, as we see, we're just, just uh, this week setting crane for the precast garage the foundations for the building will be complete in an, uh, about another month and a half and the tower crane will uh, excuse me that the, the cranes will uh, be erected uh mm-hmm. shortly thereafter uh the crawl cranes not, not tower and that's an apartment complex correct it is yeah. yeah that's a that's a monster yes very nice buildings high high-end luxury units and and um uh, equus is just you know wonderful uh, partner to work with Good stuff. So, so right now, how many, just to give people perspective of what you've built over the last 12 years at NBC, how many employees do you have roughly right now? Yep, we're just over 50, or I think we're 52 at last count. And, you know, that's pretty much divided up, Nick, about half and half, in, you know, between field and, and uh, you know, management slash office staff. So uh, mm-hmm. superintendents, assistant superintendents, carpenters, laborers in the field. And, uh, you know, some of our, our jobs um, are, are large enough that we're setting up mobile offices where we could have a staff count of eight to 10 out in the field full time, mm-hmm. including project managers, project engineers, assistant project managers. And we've got, you know, obviously uh, estimating in-house, you know, in the office and then certainly the full complement of support, the project coordinators, uh, counting and uh, uh, administration. Yeah. Based in Norristown, PA, I had the pleasure to uh, I don't know if you can hear that. Of your staff, specifically on one of your Friday afternoon events, which is, mm-hmm. a, which is a great time, by the way. Yeah. 
and you can just see the connection with your group. Um, you, you can tell there's there's growth coming. It was just a pleasure to see. Yeah, thank you. That's uh, you know that's by intention as well. You know, we we uh, in fact, my brother Tom coined it pencils down four o'clock Fridays. I mean, our our really our philosophy is you know some people call it you know work life balance. We call it, we like to call it life work balance mm-hmm. uh, because it, you know that's what should come first, and we intentionally try and you know, avoid the, the long evening hours and, and the long weekend hours, especially in the office. Certainly everyone has a laptop and takes it home and there's going to be that normal exchange of emails. Uh, but uh, mm-hmm. trying to resist all of that, even to the point where you time sensitive, release your emails for Monday, uh, you know, wherever possible is, is just sort of helpful. And that Friday afternoon, opportunity to just uh, maybe spend another half an hour an hour with your co-workers and then you go on your way yeah you have a great group no i had a, i had a lot of fun <laughs> yes yes we do have a great group um, we're very proud of that hey guys it's nick i have a short message from our sponsor mpc builders with well over 40 years of combined construction related experience in both the residential and commercial markets MPC Builders services the New Jersey and Philadelphia metro areas. Check out our website at mpcbuilders.net or you can call me directly at 856-217-1750 and I'd be happy to answer any questions you have about your construction project. Outside of work. What are you passionate about? I mean, I know I know you like golf and cigars, as do I. But mm-hmm. besides that, what are, what are you passionate about? What, yeah, right. Well, you know, above that on the priority list, I would have to say, I mean, number one, certainly, you know, spending time with my wife and and, and her kids. And my son is on the West Coast, and uh, he and his girlfriend do make it, you know, back east at least three or four times during the year. So we love spending, you know, just weekends with the kids. And now my granddaughter, especially uh, mm-hmm. Madison. You know, my my daughter and her husband are, are, are um, you know, local within an hour or so. And so I get to see them quite a bit more. But, uh, you know, beyond that, yes, I do like to play golf. I was only joking. I have touched a golf club prior to this year. Um, <laughs> and, you know, look, I, I like uh, – I'm a – I'm a massive Liverpool fan. I love uh, Barclays Premier League soccer in, in yeah. Europe and, and probably watch three or four games during the weekend. You know, it's nice to just kind of, you know, get up early and, and uh, you know, those afternoon games in England are, are, are coming on right at breakfast time. So I'll sit there and watch a game or two and, and then uh, go off and do my daily chores. Yeah. Uh, so I enjoy that. I enjoy trap, trap shooting, which we also do. And it's cigars every now and then thank you thanks for a reminder on that <laughs> love it and i just want to say I, I am extremely excited about you know us finalizing our nbc mpc jv partnership uh, we just started looking at some things together we started this journey about six months ago and it's 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 been a fun journey to get to where we are right now and and i think it i think the fun's only only gonna really really it's really begun well, and I, I think that's, a, you know, it's sort of a great message to you know, some of your listeners that, that um, you know, I would say that I think that there are some individuals out there that, that just don't have the interest in, in, in joint ventures or strategic alliances. And yeah. I think they could be, you know, uh, missing some opportunity. Certainly, you want to make sure that you partner with somebody that you know is complimentative in terms of, 
you know, what you stand for, what you believe in. Um, our mantra building on trust is something that we live by every day. It's on every business card and every piece of paper that, that we put out of this company. And so, um, yeah, but having a, a joint venture can really help an organization grow. You do learn things from, you know, partners that you work with. Yeah. No, I appreciate you really appreciative of, of, you know, you, you know, your company and the opportunity, you know, to allow us to grow with you. I mean, just your knowledge of the, the JV contractual, you know, requirements and, and specifics, it, it, it was really, it was really just a, just a very easy process. And, and I appreciate that. Yeah. Thank you. So, you know what this podcast is about. And if someone wants to get into construction and, you know, they, but they're not sure, you know, exactly what they want to do, but they're interested in construction, what, what, what's your advice for them? What's the best way to get into the construction world if it indeed is something that they're passionate about? Yeah, you know, I, I kind of touched on it in the very beginning, but you know, my, my advice would be before you go making, uh, you know, a decision and a choice, um, invest a little bit of time and tap somebody on the shoulder who'd be willing to, you know, take a day and, and show you around and show you what it's like to be on a job site in the tr- construction trailer. And then, you know, I'm coming up out of high school, worked as a carpenter, ended up continuing to work through through college, wearing a belt and framing houses in the suburbs. But, you know, and I, I look back on that and it's, the, you know, the, the lessons that you learn and the tools that you pick up in terms of just looking at a drawing and making that connection between what's on the document and what's what's actually out in the field. You know, the fundamentals of what we do, you know, whether it's a 13-story steel and concrete building or, uh, you know, a, a two-story wood frame suburban house. You know, a lot of those principles, you know, don't change and, and apply to to all of them. So spend the time and, you know, obviously try and, you know, pursue things that you're interested in because I think you've got, there's a higher probability of you staying in that field if you have interest in it. But also look at the related fields and, uh, and expose yourself to, you know, the various disciplines and so, you know, I, I thought I was going to be an architect and studied to be an engineer. Yeah. You know, ultimately, I'm a manager and a business owner, but all of that experience was, was valuable for me. Yeah, I can relate to that a lot. So if anyone wants to get in contact with you, yes, you want to give your social media or your website information and, and how they would reach out to NBC? Yeah, I'm certainly on, you know, LinkedIn. I think you can just put Paul McDonald in there from a social media perspective. I'm not... I have to be honest, proficient in, in uh, you know, Facebook and Instagram, all of mm-hmm. that. I've got, I've got accounts, but I, I'm not on them as, as yeah. much. You could reach out to me directly through my website. I know my information is is there. And that's www.mcdonaldbc.com, BC for building company. Or, you know, certainly, you know, contact the office. I mean, my, my um like I said, my, my cell phone and, and, and email addresses are, are published everywhere. I don't hide them at all. And happy to take, uh, you know, any calls or any questions. But yeah, I'll put that all in the show notes as well. And I uh, really appreciate you taking the time with me today. I hope you enjoyed I, it. Yeah, I certainly did. I th- thank you for having me. I appreciate it very much. Absolutely. And uh, we'll be talking again real soon. Thanks. Yeah. Well, appreciate yes, it. we will be. Yeah. Okay. All right, next. Thank you for listening to this episode of the Constructing Greatness podcast. If you enjoyed what you've heard today, 
please share it with a friend. And if you haven't already, subscribe, rate, and review the show on your favorite podcast player. If you have any questions, comments, or feedback, you can reach me directly at nicholasofac at gmail.com. Thanks again for listening.